0: Live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the at-home edition of The Life Changes Show. With tonight's special guest, founder and president of the Laszlo Institute, Professor Dr. Irvin Laszlo. I am Mark Leger, and now our host, the the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio.
1: Well, happy new year to everyone. Uh, uh, Today is January 3rd, 2022. That is the day we are playing this show. And I say it in this way because today, while we are recording it, because our guest is in Italy, today is December 21st, 2001 while we are recording this. And I say it in this way because today is a special day and January 3rd will undoubtedly be a special day because it will be a new year and we are all expecting that much change is is in store for all of us. Uh, Today is the 21st day as we're recording this, the 21st day of the 21st year of the 21st century. And so it, it, is, uh, it is, is something that we talk about here on Life Changes, how uh, this is part of, of our mission, is to talk about changes because today, more than ever, we are experiencing more changes than, than I certainly have in my lifetime that I know of, that I am conscious of. And 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 that I am am participating in. And so as as we look at this show going to air on January 3rd, 2022, or you're hearing it now on this date, uh, there is so much expectation for uh, for what is possible for us in the future. And having said that, I. Uh, have so much inspiration drawn from so much of what our guest has brought forward, and one of the things that really struck me, and I thought would be a great place to start, is uh, something that he said at the end of his TED talk, I believe in um, in 2017, uh, where it, it felt so appropriate right now, today, to share these words as a way of introducing our guest. He said, speaking to a live audience at a TEDx talk, we are at this critical point. We need the power about which we are talking today. This power is present in every one of us, but I would like to add that it is present in a larger measure in the women of the world than men. The women have not had a chance to express themselves, to express their desires, their values for a better world. We need now to empower women to have a voice in how we shape our world. There can be nothing more urgent, nothing more noble, nothing more necessary task than to enable the women of this world to have a real say in the way we run this world. Not that it's a woman dominated world. It should not be either one or the other. We have to do it together. Women can play a role. They are ready to play the role. We have to give them a chance to play this role. I end this monologue with the words of our guest, Irvin Laszlo, Professor Dr. Irvin Laszlo. I will introduce him when we come back here on the Life Changes Show
0: right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Beads transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own bodies. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi Beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi Meditation. Phi Meditation helps you harness the power of I Am, or intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at PhiBeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, Beads.com. You are listening to The Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome, L.A. on the BBS radio network with your host, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. You can hear tonight's show and all our past shows on our archive page at lifechangesshow.com, which include luminaries such as comedian Michael Collier, actress Gabriella Wright, performing artist James Hood, and author Ken Honda. Email your comments and questions to info at lifechangesnetwork.com or ask Dorothy at lifechangeshow.com. You can also comment via Twitter at Life Changes Show and Facebook at The Life Changes Show.
1: I am Filippo Voltaggio, host of the Life Changes Show. We have titled this episode Universal Truths for a Better Life and World. What an appropriate title for the first show of the year. I am online with our producer and co-host Mark
0: Lejour. I am so excited and honored for tonight's episode. Dr. Laszlo's work um, has had a profound effect on me and my journey and Life Changes by Proxy. Um, I had a a truly one of the first deeply quantum moments when I discovered the his book, The Akashic Experience uh, many years back. And it was right on the heels of having just met with the folks at IONS, uh, which uh, Edgar Mitchell was one of the contributors. And then I opened randomly to a page inside. And that was the end of Eric Pearl's section, which was somebody that I was meeting with the next day. Uh, super, super excited. It was evidence of uh, so many things that he's taught and now brought so much more forward. So can't wait for this conversation.
1: Indeed, indeed. And I'm, I'm excited that we're having this conversation now because uh, there are so many conversations that uh, uh, and uh, has brought forward in his books. As a matter of fact, When we started this conversation about having him on the show, we were going to be talking about one book, and then within that time frame, another book has come out, The Wisdom Principles, A Handbook of Timeless Truths and Timely Wisdom. And of that book, uh, a guest that we have also had on the show, uh, Gene Houston says, one of the wisest among us has written a stellar book on wisdom. What is revealed is astonishing in its depth. And relevance. So, uh, I have a feeling we're going to be talking, like the title of the episode says Universal Truths for a Better Life and World, and encompassing all of his work. Our guest is actually going to be our musical guest as well. You'll see why in just a few minutes, but he's a Hungarian philosopher of science, systems theorist, integral theorist, founder and president of the Laszlo Institute, author co-author and editor of 101 books, I mean that might be 102 now, in 23 languages, a multiple international award recipient including twice nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize and a professional pianist, Professor Dr. Irvin Laszlo. Welcome Irvin to the Life Changes Show.
2: Thank you, thank you so much. It's wonderful to be with you. It's
1: wonderful to be able to have a conversation with a man who has sparked so many conversations throughout the world. And I, I, I my thought is went back to when was it that you knew that you were sharing something that probably the world wasn't ready for or, or, or wasn't understanding? When was it? Were you a child? Were you a young adult?
2: Well, I knew that a lot of things that I don't understand and that I want to understand, Mm. that was always my motivation. But Mm. once I come across something that I think makes sense, then I try to share it. Then I think it's my duty to communicate it. As I went along, I found always more and more miraculous things, things that I really need to understand. There's a wonderful saying by Einstein. He said, there's only two ways to live your life. As if everything is a miracle or as if nothing is. Well, I think the nothing is is really obsolete now. We haven't explained all things. Everything that we encounter now in the new sciences is like a miracle. It's an unusual quantum world where everything is connected, where everything is remembered. It's the Akashic world being discovered in the new sciences. So when did I come across this? It's been gradual. I had several moments when I realized that I need to search, that I need to enter deeper and to devote more to it myself. That prompted me when I was in my early 30s to leave a flourishing career in music so that I can devote my full attention full time to research, to teaching, to publication. And I moved from Europe to the United States, I was first at Yale, uh, then at, at Northwestern, then the State University of New York, then also on the West Coast, and so on. And that uh, there's a gradual sp- series of discoveries or revelations for me, and which I try to share, because I think the world is ready to understand that the world is not what we thought it was. The world is much more miraculous, much more unusual, but we can understand some parts of it. To go back to Einstein for a moment, to another quote, (coughs) he said the most remarkable thing about the world is that it's so coherent that at least we can understand some parts of it. This is Mm. a coherent world, and we are trying to understand it, and to reach for this coherence is, I think, another secret. Of our life success, of our life endeavor. Hmm. So
1: I, I have said a few times that uh, we have a lot of people in this world that are older, but not necessarily elders. Elders that can can give wisdom or even interested in sharing wisdom. It, it seems to me you were an elder as as a, a when you came out of the womb. And, and especially being a, a child prodigy in, in music uh, and potentially other things as well. But uh, so if we look at your life from starting with a consciousness that you were potentially more aware than, than most people, and now at, at a different end of your life, a, a spectrum of of your life from a different perspective at the age that you are now, uh, do, do, you, do you have a, a certain hope or a, a certain <clears throat> anticipation, or are, are you experiencing that, uh, th- that there has been movement and we are moving in the right direction as you have looked from there to now and in the future?
2: Well, that's the big question. I think we can be moving in the right direction, and there are initiatives, there are promptings, the indications that we are changing direction. The direction we have been moving in for the past 150, 200 years, especially the past 50 years or so has not been a good direction. Mm. It has been very much centered on the individual in the short term, individual person, but mostly the individual state or country, the individual enterprise. And it has largely tried to cater to the immediate wants of these uh, fragments of the wholeness, which is the world altogether, and disregarded the rest. The wisdom we need is to put ourselves back into context, put ourselves back into the universe. The universe is not one separate thing that exists at the expense of the other things. The universe maximises, optimises coherence. That's yes, to borrow a term from contemporary science, but it's very meaningful today. Coherence means response every part is responsive to every other part. Working together, achieving something together. At being coherent within ourselves and being coherent with the coherent with the world around us. These are the big challenges. These are the ways forward. We have not been coherent. We have not created a world that is whole. This was a world that is highly fragmented. And then came this crisis. First the health crisis and now also the ecological crisis, the global warming crisis. Then come the migrant crisis. Then come all the the aridities, the sea level rise crisis, all the consequences of these things. The fact is that we have created a world that is not been taken care of as a whole, not not has been nurtured, not has been curated as a system, as a whole. You know, looked at the part, disregarded the rest. If you want some wisdom for the coming age, it's very simple. Just this. Live your life as you would like others to live in their life and as you would like to be related to others. Do to others as you want others to do unto you. And indeed, this how to do to others is to do it in such a way that they remain, that they remain whole, that they remain integral, that they're not fragmented into pieces. Life is whole. Every organism, when it's healthy, is whole. Every society, when it's healthy, when it's sound, it's whole. So let's get back to nature. Let's get back to the universe. Create a coherent system in which every part responds to every other part. And the whole thing is guided by one basic purpose: create higher levels of wholeness, which is expressed by higher levels of love, belonging, oneness. If you can feel that, you are on the way to, feel, to creating a better world, because that too is contagious. Not only the virus, and the proper feeling of wholeness, of oneness, of evolution, is also contagious. If you are that other people will be, will be visit with you, other people around you will also become that. Optimistic, but if that's the way the world works. You are not alone. We are all together. And if we work together as a whole, we'll create the sane world, overcoming this insanity that has fragmented the world. We are back to nature, which also means back to the universe, back to their own self. We are whole, but we are healthy. We are still whole. Let's make the world itself whole.
1: Mm. Mm. Uh, it, it, in one of your talks, I heard you say we are at a tipping point, And of course you're alluding to, to that right now. And, and, and you use the words, we either break down or we break through. This is part of the breakthrough you're speaking of?
2: This would be the breakthrough, yes. This is the way to the breakthrough. I think we should be grateful for a disruption, mm. hopefully this disruption doesn't cost us lives and happiness and not, not too much suffering, but we needed a disruption, this world before was moving ahead on tracks that would have led to get ever more crisis, society being fragmented into rich and poor, into advanced and backward into into right thinking into traditional reactionary thinking and nature being fragmented into little little firms little 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 ponds that are that you are curating and the rest is disappearing and becoming arid and and lifeless motionless around us so back to back to the universe i think connect to the source the source is a whole system which works toward ever more wholeness, ever more coherence. That's the source. And the source is in us. We wouldn't be here unless this world was oriented toward coherent wholeness and oneness. We can best express it through love, through love, feeling of unconditional love. But true, as you say, we are at a tipping point. This is described in the system sciences as a bifurcation. That means it's a forking off of the evolutionary trajectory of a system, no longer moving the way we have been moving. Now there's another fork coming, making becoming available. Several forks becoming available. Some are better, some are catastrophic, some are good, some are marvelous. There's a fork which leads us to a thriving on this Earth together, in harmony with all people with all forms of life, creating a whole system on the world, which is which is not fragmented into pieces. That's a bifurcation. And the bifurcation is triggered by a crisis by a disruption. So this disruption that we have today, is an opportunity, is a chance to change. We were so embedded in our ways. In our so-called free enterprise, which just means looking for your own good without regards to anything else, so much embedded in the in the extolment of the individual who whoever is more powerful will, win. the most the the, the the fittest survives, that's what Darwin said. He actually, He didn't say that, but his followers said that. So all we have we will not have changed in time. Now we have a time, a chance to change. I think we now can be really the change that we want to see in the world, as Gandhi said. This is the chance because we need to look for something new. And now we realize two important things. One, we need to change. Two, we can all change together. No other change is good. that doesn't go really together. It brings us together. We are at this critical point, and a critical point is exactly very, very hopeful full of hope, full of promise. As we enter 2022, you must remember, there is something new on the horizon, a new ray of hope, a recognition of who we are. Whole systems interacting with other whole systems. Our mind, our brain can be created. I can talk, and coherent. I can talk more about that if you like. I just want to mention, to note here, there is more to the human being that the whole rationality, there is something deep down in us, which is the heart, which is the recognition of our oneness, our feeling of that oneness, and acting by that. That's what we have lost, that's what we have to regain. I'm very hopeful, 2022 is the beginning of a new era. The old one is in shatters, is in tatters, now the new one is on the horizon. New information is coming from science, but coming from a heart above above. We are beginning to recognize who we are. That's the message. Know who we are. Know we are loving, whole system people living on an earth that is oriented toward higher and higher levels of integration, integrity, and coherence. That's the way forward. And we are a chance to take it now.
1: Mm. Uh. Professor, I am looking over a short list of your books, and I see "Science and the Reenchantment of the Cosmos." I see the interconnected, uh, interconnected universe. These are just the titles, of course. The self-actualizing cosmos, uh, uh, quantum shift in the global brain. Uh, uh, the akashic experience, the system's view of the world, uh, uh, the immortal mind, and and I'm 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 reconnecting to the source, and 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 so I, I'm. Uh, the immutable laws of the Akashic field. So as these, these titles come to me and there are many words and, and understandings and experiences and so much shared and others who have contributed to some of your other books as well. So much shared in all of that. And, uh, If if we put that all together, I I feel like in all those books, you've broken down uh, at, at what you've already just said in this interview
2: alone. Well, I try to be coherent and I try to be concise, simple, basic expressions. That's what you call. That's what carries the message. The message is. Uh, let me quote this while right? I said the message. The, the, uh, let me quote the title of my most recent articles, which will be published uh, as an e-book by the Institute of Nordic Sciences. It will appear in the second half of January. And the title is "The Force That Is With You." I am referring here to the star, star Wars greeting: "May the Force be with you." Mm. I'm saying there is a force that is with you, with us, and that is the recognition of our evolutionary trend, the movement that I've just been talking about. That force is in us; and it never leaves us. We have forgotten it. We have masked it by a search for short-term benefits, short-term, short-term money, power. And mastery of a mastery of, of nature which, which is thought is possible instead of recognizing our participation in a wonderful, miraculous movement toward higher and higher levels of whole systems coherent. these this spiritual people have known this. Now the new sciences in quantum physics can discover it as well. There is, this is now our chance. The old system of fragmentation of just self-centeredness is falling by the wayside. It's unsustainable. Now we recognize that it cannot go on. It will collapse. The system will collapse if you continue. Now we are looking for an alternative. The alternative is with us. It's with the force. What is the force? Just to put it in a nutshell, the force is the tendency, the trend, which moves evolution in the world. You know, when this process started, according to the new sciences, after the Big Bang, 13.7 or 8 billion years ago, the very first structures that emerged were not just two things of the same kind together. They were two complementary things, mm. the neutrons and the electrons, the positrons and the neutrons, the anti-nuclei and the other particles or the other quantum that are in the neighborhood coming together, creating a highly selective whole. The so-called Pauli exclusion principle says electrons do not join the nucleus of atoms just haphazardly, not more than they can be accommodated as a structure, as a living, quasi-living, evolving structure. It was there in the universe 13.8 billion years ago. It's there now. It will be there in the future. If we disregard it that's at our own peril, but we can go with it, because this force, the force of evolution, is expressed in us and by us as a force of belonging, as a force of coming together, getting together. Whether I talk about the Akashic field or the intelligence of the cosmos or whatever else, and I have written too many books, I think, over 100 books by now. And this the, the message is basically coming back to the same. New evidence, new findings, new applications. But the message is always there. The wisdom that I need to com- communicate is there. Be part of this uh, tremendous evolutionary process, unfolding, which brings you to thrive on this earth. Let me just mention my newest book which has been published yet, which is going to be published in February is the title really tells you what I think now, what I think important now. The title is The Upshift, Striving on Planet Earth. And I try to say, we can shift now, we have to shift, we can't stay where we were, but we can also shift up. And if we don't shift up, we will be pushed to shift down, but we can shift up, we can shift up to a world where we are a part of, where we are coherent with other things. So how to do this? Enter into your own own deeper self. Be more spiritual. Be more loving. All of these. There are many techniques, many ways of doing this. Science is behind us. It's quantum science. tells you the same thing. The great spiritual systems in the world, the great religions have been telling you all this. The force is here. The force is evolution. The force is the Tao, as as the Buddhists would be saying. The force is with us so let's take it that's what i'm trying to express that's the message i'm trying to bring
1: well uh, i'm i'm hearing it i'm sure uh, most of our listeners are are hearing it and i trust that we are taking it in as much as possible we're we're going to take a quick break but when when we come back I, i hear so many of of these words, which normally haven't been attributed to science, the way that uh, you seem to be talking, according uh, to heart and unconditional love and and love and miracles, and so so with that, we will be right back with Professor Dr. Irvin Laszlo here as our guest and our musical guest you'll see why in a few minutes on uh, the life changes show at home
0: edition right after this the little dog that could is the fantastically true story of a man and the little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life love and healing beyond his human understanding best-selling author Filippo voltaggio who currently hosts the highly regarded life changes show is an internationally known singer speaker and life coach filippo offers up his own story how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery in the little dog that could filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage when the student is ready the teacher appears Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic, while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com.
3: You are listening to The Life Changes Show Live. Vortex Dome LA with your host, Filippo Voltaggio. You can visit us online at lifechangeshow.com via Twitter at Life Changes Show and Facebook at Life Changes Show.
1: We are back. Universal Truths for a better life and world here on our first show of 2022 on The Life Changes Show. We are speaking with Professor Dr. Irvin Laszlo. Uh, he, uh, you can find out more about him at the Laszlo Institute. That's the Laszlo, spelled L-A-S-Z-L-O, the Laszlo Institute. Also, Club of Budapest and. Uh, All of his books are listed at IrvinLasloBooks.com. There are many other sources where you can get his books, all 101 (laughs) or more of them. And uh, we will be talking more with him in in just a moment as I'm introducing him as our guest and musical guest. He's a Hungarian philosopher of science, uh, science, uh, systems theorist, integral theorist, Founder and president of the Laszlo Institute, author, co-author or editor of 101 books in 23 languages, multiple international award recipient, including twice nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize and professional pianist. Professor Dr. Irvin Laszlo. Now, uh, before we went on the uh, short break, w- we've been it, we've been hearing w- science and and uh, studies and 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 there's there's such an in depth conversation about this. We hear about biology and and all of that, and yet in in his speaking more and more, uh, we hear especially in a new article coming out. we, we read the force. And we, we get uh, words like belonging and phrases like coming together and unconditional love. There is heart in there. There's love and there's miracles. Uh, you're saying, Professor, this is all supported by the science.
2: <clears throat> I'll give you one more evidence, one more element of this new vocabulary. And which is now researched very seriously scientifically. And that is centered on an organ of the body. Highly intelligent organ of the body. It picks up even more information than the sensory organs and than the brain. And this organ is none other than the heart. A mini physical heart, the heart that beats in our body, in our chest. That heart turns out to have an intelligence of its own. And it picks up information at a frequency level which is deeper, slower than the one that the, that the senses pick up. As you know, there is a lot of information out there. There are vibrations, waves at all frequencies and all phase, different phases and, and amplitudes. What we pick up is a very small segment of the total range of the information that is available to us. Now, it turns out that the heart picks up some of the segments. Something that uh, comes to us in the very deep level of the spectrum, the electroencephalograph, the so- so-called EEG spectrum, and that is below the alpha level, the famous alpha level, where you feel being on a on a, on a happy, you feel happy when being on a higher level of spirituality. You can go much deeper than that. You can go down to the theta level, down to the delta level. The delta level is where people are usually deeply asleep, in deep sleep. But the delta level is when healers operate, where prophets get visions, where you you access each other's thoughts, when you have telepathic communication. It all takes place at the delta level, very deep. So the heart, it seems, can access those levels you can read up on this there is a whole institute now very successful and very much appreciated and doing very yeah. thorough work called the heart math math for mathematics the heart math institute yes it's here in the united states so this is another aspect when you say about the coming through the vocabulary surprising for science yes open your heart Then you pick up the kind of information, the kind of insights, the kind of feelings that you need to live and to thrive in this world. Sounds poetic, sounds spiritual, sounds almost religious, but it's true. Open your heart, then you can connect with the world much more than you've been doing through your brain alone.
1: In a little bit, when we talk about you as a, a, a as a musician, uh, we, we're going to play a, a piece that you uh, recorded. You playing Chopin, and over the the piece that you recorded, I have taken the words that you have written and used uh, also in your talks. Of the new love declaration and read it out for the audience with your music behind it. Uh, in that you 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 make a big point of saying that this is a new love declaration. I don't know what the old one was, but what is what is the new and what is love and why is it important to declare?
2: <clears throat> love is an expression of a drive, of of an impetus, of a momentum that is in us. Without this momentum, we would not be here. The universe would not be this complex, integrated, coherent system of systems within systems. The universe would be a chaotic mass of, of, of clouds, of vibrations without being, making hell or tail of that, without, being, without having any rationality to it. <clears throat> but the universe is highly coherent. It's because it's been driving it. From the very beginning, from after the Big Bang, this evolutionary impetus has been in the universe, continues to be in it. And this is what can drive us. This is what can put us to the right road. There is nothing mysterious about it without esoteric, it's the right road. We can find it by looking at science. We can find it by following the great masterpieces of art. We can find it through music, through poetry, through dance. We can find it by becoming more spiritual. And we can find it, yes, by becoming more loving, by addressing our heart. Opening, Open your heart to information. That's something we can do. But we have to get away, do away with that surface chatter. That's kind of the, what it was been called the monkey brain. The constant chatter that goes on, back and forth, worries, concerns, hopes, aspirations, disappointments, and all that. We can sometimes put a crazy stop to it, stop for a moment, go down, and try to find out what is it really that is going on in you. Who are you really? You know, the Eastern religions have been trying to do this systematically, by, by meditation. Nowadays we do mindfulness, we do yoga, we do pray and prayer. All these are ways to get down to your own deeper self. So this is the way we can go forward. Complement the heart, complement the brain with the heart. You talk about in these new sciences, you talk about the brain-heart coherence. That means a oneness of the signal, a mutual resonance of the signals, a finely tuned resonance. That's the brain-mind, and sorry, as as the brain-heart, the brain-heart resonance, or the brain-heart coherence. Scientifically explored now, and so what is used to be considered outside of science, is now being rediscovered in science, many of these things. Just let me add add one more element. I've been talking about wholeness. One thing that is coming through very, very clearly now in the hardest of sciences in physics and physical chemistry, when you get a system such as a living organism, that organism is in a very delicate condition. It's in a basically unstable condition it needs to be dynamically stabilized all the time Mm. otherwise as you know as we learned in high school entropy in the world will increase and the system will go down and will eventually die disappear decohere but the system as long as it's living keeps itself together its heartbeat gives it is the orchestra conductor it keeps it together that the system the living system can only exist In a condition of life which is far from this dynamic, from this thermodynamic equilibrium, which is a dead equilibrium. It's in a new dynamic equilibrium which constantly compensates for things that are moving it towards entropy. We are a negentropic, a negative entropic system. We are all together in this, just the same way as our cells are all together. Every cell has to cooperate with every other, has to be coherent with every other. Health cannot be kept. If a group of cells separates itself off, then it's the, system, the, the whole rest of the system misses it, the rest of the system is malfunctioning, is sick. If that group of cells can create its own dynamic and grow without regard for the rest, then we know what happens. It kills the rest. That's cancer. But sickness, cancer, all these things are due to the lack of coherence in the system. So back to the idea, let every cell be coherent with every other. Let every organ be in a situation, a condition of love for every other organ. Then the entire system will be a living system, and we can start living and loving together with others around us. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you, those, those words weigh deep, deep in, in the heart of, of which you are talking about. Uh, thank you so much. And with that, it's time for our Ask Dorothy segment.
0: Dear Dorothy, this is Marie and you helped me in the past and now I need your help once again. As you may remember, my husband and I really enjoy our quiet existence and do very well separate from the trauma and drama of the world. We love our family members, but haven't seen any of them for over 10 years. And now my brother David wanted to come for a visit because he is going to be in California for a conference. I love him because he is my brother. However, the thought of him coming to see us worries me as we don't really want or need guests on our property, and I don't really know him anymore. So I told him this is not a good time for a visit, and he acted like it was okay, but now I feel nauseous and guilty for turning him away because he is my brother. Was it wrong for me to say no to this visit?
3: Dear Marie, only you can decide if you are wrong or not with any decision you make. However, the important question here is why you are feeling nauseous and guilty for not accepting a visit from your brother. It is interesting to me that you say you love him because he is your brother. And that sounds to me like you feel you are obligated to love him because of your family ties. Without knowing more about your relationship with David, it is difficult for me to assist you in determining if you've made the correct decision here. It is very interesting to me to learn that you have a brother because in the 15 years I've known you, you've never even mentioned him. This indicates to me that you and he have not been close for quite some time. Thus, that could explain your reluctance to see him. If your past relationship has been difficult, that could also explain your saying no to a visit. My suggestion is for you to examine how you truly feel about your brother and do some journaling about it. You might want to determine what David really means, what loving David really means to you, because of the long amount of time that has passed without seeing one another. It may simply be that you're not close to him and are not really interested in reconnecting, and that is understandable. I intuit that your brother is truly all right with your saying no to seeing him, as seeing you is not why he is in California. Therefore, your emotions and feelings are what need to be examined, and I trust that you will look closely at these feelings of guilt and nausea due to a surprise possible reconnection with your brother. Once your emotions are examined, I trust you will love and forgive yourself for making what simply may be a self-loving choice instead of what you seem to be judging to be a selfish one.
0: Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at and, and
1: And now we're going to shift gears because... Uh, our guest, uh, in our past guest and friend, Alison Goldwyn, uh, recommended that you be our musical guest as well uh, because of your musical background. And actually, still, you are still playing the piano. Is is that correct? But only for myself. For yourself. Yes.
2: Because when <laughs> you're a professional musician, you have the highest expectations of yourself. And I'm not in any condition to satisfy those expectations. I should be practicing all day. But instead, I'm writing, I'm thinking, I'm talking, I'm doing other things. So I have to put up with it. But I enjoy playing for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and when did you start enjoy playing for yourself? I imagine that was very young as well.
2: Well, I was five years old when my mother, who was a piano teacher in Budapest, my native city, uh she discovered that I have a talent she would start playing some pieces for me i would pick it up almost immediately even to this day i'm very bad at le- reading the musical score i never used the score of music i just heard the music and i played it mm. so that was a discovery it was a discovery for myself i didn't know that nobody around me knew that but by the time i'm five six seven years old then it became appreciated by others and then I made my former debut, as we said, with the Philharmonic Orchestra in Budapest when I was nine years old, playing a Mozart piano concerto. And from then on, I was embarked on a career as a, as a pianist, as a concert artist, until, of course, I changed over to the intellectual, academic, scientific level. And, and
1: do you feel, Professor, that one feeds the other, that your music has fed? the way you think and and your uh interests in otherworldly as well
2: absolutely you heard me talk so much i think now you probably have enough of it Talk about the need for coherence nothing is as coherent as great music but every word every every note is so connected with every other you couldn't exchange it you can play great music and you can't just take one part and, and put in something else everything continues coherently, organically. It's a whole coherent organism. So the experience of music is the experience of perfection created by the mutual communication, by the interaction of parts. Interaction is not just between separate parts. The interaction is between parts that become one. The whole piece of music is one, just like our mind, our consciousness is one. And this, by the way, it was Erwin Schrödinger, the Gates Physical Scientist, who said, there is no way you can talk about consciousness as in, in the plural. All consciousness is one. That's quantum science. Surprising, miraculous, yes. But it is our best insight into the world. Life is one. Consciousness is one. We can join it. We can become aware of it. And we can live it. That's our task. That's our challenge.
1: Well, Uh, Thank you for that and and so so with that we have the pleasure of having a piece that you did record I believe a couple years ago with uh, uh, Allison and with Nora uh, producing and you sat at the piano and you graced us with a Bartok Romanian dances opus 8a we have the recording, and we're going to play that. Is there anything you'd like to say about that
2: piece? There's an interesting highlight. I am playing Bartók's own personal piano. Oh. it's played, played on that piano. In, it's kept in the, the conservatory, in the Academy of Music in Budapest, and I've been given permission to play on that, to record this piece by Bartók himself. Wow.
1: Wow. Here is Professor Dr. Irvin Laszlo performing on Bartok's own piano, the Bartok Romanian Dances Opus 8A. Well, thank you so much, Professor Dr. Irvin Laszlo. That was, uh, that was amazing. And uh, we, there's more amazingness to come. But I do want to remind everybody as, as we're listening to not only this beautiful piano playing, that he is an author and his work uh, is uh, very prolific and it's throughout the world. You can get it by going directly to the Laszlo Institute, L-A-S-Z-L-O, thelaszloinstitute.com. Uh, you can learn more about him at clubofbudapest.com and of course, IrwinLaszloBooks.com. but his books are available where books are sold throughout the internet and in bookstores throughout. We have uh, the pleasure of hearing another piece performed by Professor Dr. Irvin Laszlo. Uh, this piece is the Chopin Nocturne, Opus 27. And uh, we have taken the new love declaration that you heard uh, Dr. Laszlo speak about earlier today and the importance of love. And we have done a voiceover, I have done a voiceover on uh, his beautiful playing of Chopin's Nocturne. So we're going to hear that in a moment. But is there any more, uh, Professor, that you would like to say about the Chopin? Was well, there anything you'd like to say about the Chopin Nocturne?
2: Well, that it's romantic. It's full of love, full of coherence, and it's beauty personified, exemplified in sound. You can enter into it's just let your mind float visit it takes you up to another realm realm where everything makes sense where everything is working with everything else harmony is the key and that's present present in this nocturne more than in hardly any other music
1: so this is professor dr ervin Laszlo's rendition of chopin nocturne opus 27 at the piano and my voiceover of the professor's New Love Declaration, live on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right now. The New Love Declaration by Professor Dr. Ervin Laszlo. I am part of the world. The world is not outside of me. I am not outside of the world. The world is in me, and I am in the world. I am part of nature, and nature is part of me. I am what I am in my communication and communion with all the things that make up the web of life on this planet. I am part of society. Society is part of me. I am what I am in communication and communion with my fellow humans. I am an irreducible and coherent part of the diverse but essentially whole community of life on this planet. I am more than a skin and bone material organism. My body and its cells and organs are manifestations of what is truly me, a self-sustaining, self-evolving whole in contact and communication with all the other self-evolving wholes throughout the spheres of life on this earth. I am one of the highest, most evolved manifestations of the drive toward wholeness in the universe. My essence is the same essence, the same spirit that is inherent in all the things that arise and evolve on this planet and throughout the reaches of space and time. There are no absolute boundaries and divisions in this world. Only transition points where one set of relations yields prevalence to another. In me In the relations that integrate the cells and organs of my body, certain sets of relationships are prevalent. Beyond my body, there are other relations, relations that integrate me with you, the rest of society, and all of nature. The separate identity I attach to other people and to other things is an illusion. My body, my mind, my family, and my community are interacting and interpenetrating elements of the network of relations that encompasses all the things that arise and evolve on this planet. The whole gamut of concepts and ideas that separates my identity from yours is a convenient but arbitrary abstraction. There are no others in this world. We are all whole systems and we are all part of each other. Attempting to maintain me, the system that I know as me, through ruthless competition with the systems I know as you and others is a grave mistake. I cannot preserve my own life and wholeness by damaging the life and wholeness of the system of which I am a part. When I harm you and anyone else, I harm myself. Collaboration, not competition, is the royal road to living in the world. Collaboration calls for empathy and solidarity and ultimately for love. When I love you, I also love myself. We are part of the same whole and so are part of each other. Every weapon intended to hurt or to kill is a danger, a danger to all. If they involve hurting or killing adversaries, even the aims of patriotism and heroism need to be rethought. The true patriot and the true hero defend the interests of their country with comprehension and forgiveness. Comprehension and forgiveness are not signs of weakness, they are signs of courage. The good for me, and for you, and for every person in this world is not the possession of money and the things that money can buy. Exclusive wealth is a threat to all. It usurps the portion of resources all of us in this community need to live and to thrive. And because you and I are part of the human community, exclusive wealth held by anyone, any member of this community, is a threat also to you and to me. Beyond the sacred whole, we know as the cosmos in its totality, only life and its development have intrinsic value. All other things have value only insofar as they contribute to life and to its development, insofar as they help to flourish life for you and for me and for all the things that grow around us. Human accomplishment and excellence are measured by our readiness to give. Not the absolute amount of what I give is the measure of my accomplishment and excellence, but what I give above and beyond what I and my family really need to live and to thrive. Every healthy person takes pleasure in giving. I am healthy and whole when I value giving over having. A community of healthy people thrives through empathy, solidarity, and love amongst its members. The modern have society is an aberration. The norm in all the healthy communities of life is not having, but giving. I recognize the aberration of modern day humanity from the universal norm of coherence in the world. I pledge to return to wholeness through love, embracing my love for you, for all people, for nature, in my thinking, in my acting, and my consciousness, so that we may again have a civilization on this planet that is worthy of the excellence that is inherent in the heart of every one of us. Well that was very special indeed thank you so much for letting me do that and letting us play that Uh, thank you for sharing as you have shared throughout with heart with love with science with with you you are uh, such a miracle in in uh, our world today and I hope for many 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 more years to come. Uh, uh, Professor, is there anything else that you would like to add to our conversation as we bring to a close, As any parting thoughts?
2: I want to thank you because these are the topics, these are the conversations that we need. I think people resonate with it. If you say something which is really meaningful, really needed, one picks it up? Your brain picks it up, your heart picks it up as we talked about it. And I think allowing these things to come to the through the air, through the airways is a very great service because we need new thinking and this helps. I think this helps. I'm trying to make it help, and you are helping it very much as well.
1: Thank you very much. A big thank you to our guest, Professor Doctor Irvin Laszlo. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Happy New Year, Professor.
2: Happy New Year to you as well.
1: And that is our show. Wow. Uh, On behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue and our producer and co-host, Mark Leisure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, saying Happy New Year. And as your life changes, as ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone.
0: You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant: life changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.